This episode of Cut the Foreplay and the entirety of the Ho 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 holiday special is brought to you by Samsung. Remember to hashtag join the flip side. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Welcome to another episode of Cut the Foreplay. My name is Nadia Favre. I'm your host for this and every other episode until the internet goes away. This episode is called Let's Talk Spilling the Eggnog for obvious reasons. There's been so much celebrity drama from uh, Melissa Barrera from Scream. You know I have a Scream tattoo on my ankle. My sweet brown mother was like, Astaghfirullah, why do you have to have a white man on your ankle? My girl wasn't concerned about the fact that he's a sociopath and murders everybody, but she was like, oh, not really keen on the white dude. (laughs) If somebody would have told me that the Scream franchise and the conflict in the Middle East would have something in common, I would absolutely never believe it. But here we are. So we're going to dive into that bad boy in just a little bit. Uh, P. Diddy, Sean Puffy Combs, Comb, Comartoon, goes by a thousand names. Uh, All of his shit has been unearthed and it's, it's been a long time coming, obviously. Lastly, am I really being me if I don't throw in some spicy girl-on-girl drama? Let's get into it. Also, notice how I said girl-on-girl and then didn't make a joke at all that was raunchy. This is because this episode will be one of the most halal episodes you've ever heard in your life. And that's a challenge to me. I'm getting spicy armpits just thinking about it. More recently, I met my partner's family. And I never knew that side of me existed where I could go wind myself up in the back and then be like you know stepford brownie (laughs) no i wasn't stepfordy but i didn't make any you know dirty jokes which was really impressive i'm very proud of myself and you should be too and i know what you're thinking don't you have like six nieces and nephews aren't you like godparent to four of them you're right But they're little turds, and I say terrible things around them all the time. So that was my first true test of being uh, halal, and I passed with flying zamzam water. Okay, here we go. Actress Melissa Barrera. If you've not caught up with the Scream franchise, we are now at Scream 6. It just came out uh, earlier this year. It takes a turn, and sorry, spoiler alert, uh, the two lead actresses, their siblings, half-siblings, they find out later because Melissa Barrera's character, aka Sam Carpenter, realizes that she's Billy Loomis's daughter. That was a good plot twist. If you don't know who Billy Loomis is, he is the... The OG killer, there was two of them. Uh, he was Nev Campbell's boyfriend. What's your favorite scary movie, Sydney? My girl Sydney had no idea. Honestly, a movie that isn't really a horror, which really scares the shit out of me, and I think traumatized me as a child and turned me into the individual that I am today. It's not my parents' divorce or the fact that I was raised super religious. <laughs> it was this movie. All Dogs Go to Heaven. I don't know if you know that movie, and I will never re-watch it and know it enough to reiterate it to you, but it was a bunch of dogs in a fiery pit of hell. That's all I remember from it. So, actress Melissa Barrera has been fired from the next Scream film sequel after its makers said her pro-Palestine social media posts were anti-Semitic. That is the headline that I saw that was the most neutral, and even with that, I feel is incorrect. Melissa Barrera got fired by Spyglass Productions, the company that makes the Scream movies. They called her post 
anti-Semitic because Melissa quoted a Jewish historian who specializes in genocide and he said whatever's happening in Gaza currently is mirroring of uh, genocidal acts and is very similar to what happened to Jews in the Holocaust. So she quoted said article and has been very pro-Palestine in general. Spyglass Entertainment noticed that she was talking a little bit too much about this and decided they were going to fire her and it really just blew up on the internet. It's crazy. I thought it was going to be like, not that Scream is niche or anything like that, but I didn't think everybody would care this deeply about it. And I love to see that. People were like, kacha, 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 kacha on the internet, of course. It's kind of like when you go to your friend and you go, I have a crush on this person. Can you find out everything about them? And within 10 minutes, they know what elementary school they went to and whether they were made fun of for having dry boogers on their upper lip. That's oddly specific. It did not happen to me even though I was always allergy-stricken. <laughs> they found out that the head of the production company, Spyglass, is a Zionist. Da-da-da! We love a grand reveal. So this is not very surprising. Now, in the same week, Susan Sarandon was dropped by her Hollywood agency after speaking at a pro-Palestine rally. We've got... Uh... Cynthia Nixon, who is granddaughter to a Jewish woman who survived the Holocaust, going on a hunger strike in hopes that it will get people to realize what the hell is really happening. But my girl Cynthia could never be fired from Sex in the City because <laughs> that show is already very bad. And if she left, to be honest, it might not really make a difference because I'd still watch it because the level of bad that it is is kind of like Hayden Panettiere in uh, Bring It On All or Nothing. You know the one that's super racist. She moves over to a school in a black community and then she's like, what is that? Is that a hip hop? And then they do that weird dance with the crumping. <sighs> I really do want to take a moment to applaud people for doing the right thing, especially Melissa, whose uh, career is up and coming. She's really just starting off in, I think she's done a lot of Spanish stuff, but in Hollywood itself, she's really breaking into the scene and... Uh it takes a lot to stand up and know that you might lose your job. She said, quote, I believe a group of people are not their leadership and that no governing body should be about criticism. I pray day and night for no more deaths, for no more violence and for peaceful coexistence. I will continue to speak out for those that need it the most and continue to advocate for peace and safety, for human rights and freedom. Silence is not an option for me. My God. So the producer uh, of Scream also got a lot of ish. His name is Christopher Landon. And uh, he was like, everything sucks. Stop yelling. This was not my decision to make. So I really do wonder what's going to happen. The Scream franchise was rebooted in 2022. You remember with uh, Scream 5. And it made $137 million at the box office. And the sixth one earning $169 million. So the franchise is getting more and more popular. And Sam Carpenter... Uh, along with Tara Carpenter, are integral to the entire movie. Oh, the thing that I did forget to add is Jenna Ortega. You know the one from You. She is from Wednesday. She is the it girl. Uh, a day or two after this news broke about Melissa, she decided to drop out. And they were like, ah, oh, it's conflict because of the Wednesday filming. Wrongo. I know a bloody liar when I see one. This feels relatively important to me is that Susan Sarandon said that 
if you think it's hard being Jewish right now, picture what it's like to be Muslim your entire life. We're all plagued with Islamophobia and this is just like a little snippet. And I can see that being very true because I've lived it. When I moved to Canada with my very uh, <laughs> Moirabu face, I got a lot of that all the time. Like, I got called terrorist, the works. And present day, with this being in Western media a lot, I can see that boiling back up. I've gotten a lot of questions like, um, your family is Muslim, can you tell me more about the Taliban? Is it the same thing? <laughs> I have a friend, one of my close friends is a hijabi, and she was telling me how many jihadist uh, comments she gets. Just look around, assess the situation for yourself. Maybe don't trust Western media because they are the same people that try to lie to us that Prince William is the sexiest bald man alive in 2023, while Dwayne The Rock Johnson still exists. Honestly, a while ago, I said this on the radio and I stand by it. If I could be anything in this life, it would be quit my job any day so I can become professional lotioner. I would just lotion every part of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's body. And it would be spectacular. Nah, my LinkedIn would be poppin'. <laughs> I don't even know what I would write there. Okay, I'm glad that you're caught up in this situation. To be honest, this episode is really one of those things where these bits and pieces of celebrity culture have been bothering me and living in my body. And I need to absolutely clear them out of my blowhole. Now, somebody that I am chronically unimpressed with is P. Diddy. Okay, P. Diddy, Puffy, Diddy, whatever you call him, he's an absolute dirtbag. He was hit with a bunch of lawsuits more recently, starting off with Cassie, aka Cassandra Ventura. No relation to Ace Ventura, but she is the woman that gave us, it's me and you, now, I've been waiting. Think I'm gonna make a move now. Cassie has been romantically linked to Combs for decades and was previously signed by his uh, bad boy record label. In the lawsuit, Cassie claims that not long ago after she met him in 2005, when she was 19, he began a pattern of, of control and abuse that led her to live a lifestyle of excessive alcohol and substance abuse. That is really sad. The singer also accused the bad boy uh, for life rapper of forcing her to have sex with a succession of male prostitutes while he filmed the encounters. In 2018, we're gonna get all the way up to 2023, near the end of their relationship, P. Diddy forced his way into her home and sexually assaulted her, according to the lawsuit. Quote, throughout their relationship, Mr. Combs was prone to uncontrollable rage and frequently beat Miss Ventura savagely. And this is very evident uh, because you can see a lot of videos of them in the past where she's got a black eye. And I think once he beat her senselessly to the point where he sent her on vacation to Hawaii so that she wouldn't get any pictures taken of her so there wouldn't be evidence. This man is atrocious. Now, these beatings were witnessed by Mr. Combs' staff and employees of Bad Boy Entertainment and Mr. Combs' related businesses, but no one dared to speak up against their frightening and ferocious boss. Also, if somebody spoke up against him, it's likely that they'd lose their job. That is the theme of this episode, apparently. Because you look at the R. Kelly situation and it's the same thing. The manager knew and the manager aided him because this guy was a hit maker. The Me and You singer released a statement saying she's finally ready to speak out after years of silence. And I know there's a lot of people on the internet that are like, she She's lying. She's just in it for the money. Yes, she's seeking reparations. As she should because it's a civil suit, not a criminal suit. She's not looking to put him behind bars. She's looking to get hers. Also, imagine going through years of this 
trauma and being brave enough to speak up only for some keyboard warrior to be like, it's not the way you should have done it. Listen, you can't talk to hot people like that. You can't talk to Cassie at all. Don't look at Cassie. Don't think about Cassie. Her skin glows even when she's not sitting there during golden hour. For Cassie to be so beautiful that even in the early 2000s when it was tank tops and flared jeans with thick belts and she still smashed it, better show some respect. Put some respect on that beautiful woman's name. And if you think that I'm making this up, I'll tell you. Civil versus criminal case. Civil cases generally only result in monetary damages or orders to do or not to do something known as injunctions. A criminal case may involve both jail time and monetary punishment, which I think this might be the case with his other accusations. Starting with Joy Dickerson Neal, who says that uh, P. Diddy attacked her in her home in 1991 and inflicted substantial and lifetime injuries as a result of being drugged, sexually assaulted, and abused, and being the victim of revenge porn. My God, that's awful. That Sean Combs or P. Diddy created and distributed. He distributed it. There are several other charges, one listed under Jane Doe, that I don't want to jump into. I just wanted to give you a brief understanding of what Diddy has done, because I had a conversation with somebody the other day about uh, R. Kelly, and they're still willing to listen to R. Kelly because they love him that much. You cannot be that clouded. That's insane behavior at this point. You remember Orlando Brown from That's So Raven. He does the right now, what's the game now? You know, the flu, flu, flu. You remember the part? He plays Eddie. It's Eddie, Chelsea, and Raven. Orlando Brown kind of uh, is completely unhinged and not mentally stable, which makes complete sense. He was a kid in the industry. It was probably a horrible place. He said that him and Diddy had a good time. To quote him, I gave him that mbop tick da ba doo wop and that is the best euphemism I've ever heard in this life. And many people didn't believe him because they were like, you yeah, shut up, former Disney star. And here we are. All roads just lead right back to That's So Raven. Honestly, what an absolute honor this is. I don't think I can properly convey how excited I am, how honored I am to be teaming up with uh, Samsung. I've always been a Samsung gal from my TV to my laundry machine to my buds to my phone. A while ago, I switched over from the S series to the flip series and my family was like, you are being so wild right now in your face, mom. Look at where it got me. I love taking my mirror selfies. I love how small it is and it fits in my little fanny packs. And the new Z Flip 5 is a 12MP wide camera, 12MP ultra wide. It really does take care of me. All I do is set it on the table, flip it over. I can stand as far as I want. All I gotta do is wave my hand over and within seconds it, it takes a nice little selfie of me. If you're not following me on Instagram, you should at It's Nadia Favory. You see a lot of those selfies in there. Today I'm just going to focus on the camera as we roll through this Samsung and Cut the Foreplay partnership for the Christmas period with our Ho 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 special. I want to tell you about the night photography. It's in 4K and I've tried it. I'm going to post a few on my social media page so you can see. I think a lot of the night photography with other phones uh, as a person of color you're like wait did I disappear? <laughs> but this one gets it just right. Super clear lens and it keeps the photos crisp and even reduces flare from bright lights behind 
behind you so you are also not shiny which is beautiful shout out to samsung partnering up with me you have made my little heart so happy if you're out there getting your selfie on or getting yourself a z flip 5 remember to use the hashtag join the flip side hashtag cut the foreplay Because this story has come back up after it being a little bit dormant for the past year, I had to change my hotspot name. Now my hotspot name is Becky So Hotspot. And I honestly am so proud of it! <laughs> I'm kind of always hoping that I have to use it or somebody's like, hey, can I use your hotspot? And I'm like, yeah, it's called Becky So Hotspot. And they're like, are you a friend of Dorothy's? <laughs> and I'm like... Mm -hmm. Now, this story starts off uh, in the mid-2010s when fashion was absolutely atrocious. People were just starting to put on their suit vests with jeans and a t-shirt. Justin Bieber was coming up on the scene. Side bangs were being rocked way too hard. The Avril Lavigne tie was making its way. You were going out to the club in freezing minus 20 weather in Canada, wearing what was a prom dress that nobody asked for. Two ladies by the name Shannon and Cammy decided to turn on their YouTube and create a channel for sapphics everywhere. They gained so much popularity. It was about that time where YouTube was really blowing up. They gained so much popularity, their names became synonymous with queer it's absolutely crazy and it should be studied. People were rooting so hard for these guys that when it came to their breakup, it was so public that people mourned. It was like the gay Lady Di. You know when Lady Diana died and everybody was so sad? First of all, we're not even gonna get to the episode of The Crown uh, where she dies because I'm still recovering. I think about her every day, honestly. The version of her on The Crown, oh my god, I don't know if this is okay to say, but the version of Diana on The Crown is absolutely edible. Only the Lord knows how I feel about this inside, but wow, 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 we, wow. Okay, back to Shannon and Cammie. So the reason that other people uh, were mourning this is because for the first time they were seeing what real queerness looked like. It wasn't the L word. It wasn't, uh, you know, the over-the-top best friend who doesn't have a personality, but the only thing about them is that they're a person of color or they're queer. It was just realness on YouTube. Started this whole movement. And when they broke up, it devastated everybody. That was Shannon's first public breakup. She then moved moves on to date Fletcher. And I don't know if you know who that is, but she is also a rising pop star. She has had a lot of hit singles, but recently became super popular from a song called Becky's So Hot. Spot. No, it's just Becky's So Hot. Her and Shannon dated for a couple of years, really helped each other grow in terms of creativity, and Fletcher started to climb the charts. They then had a massive public breakup. Like one of those ones where when you watch it, you're in it and you're like, oh my God, I can feel my heartbreak. You know they're still in love, but they're so toxic for each other. Now fast forward to about 2020, 2021. Shannon's had her deep breath, her three seconds of recovery and bam, into another relationship. She starts dating Becky. Fletcher in an interview says that she was scrolling through Shannon's uh, Instagram as one does when they stalk their exes. Fun fact for you, I can never do that. I am one of those people where it's like, I do not lap of honor. If you have left my mind, you have left it forever. I don't wanna see you. I don't wanna see your new partner. I don't wanna see if you got bangs. Nothing. That's self-preservation, baby. Scrolling through, and what does she notice? 
The t-shirt that she used to wear that belonged to Shannon is now being worn by the new girlfriend, Becky. And it's a vintage t-shirt, hence the lyric, Becky's so hot in your vintage t-shirt. So she starts to create this song slowly and it has lyrics like, I kind of want to hit her when I see her, the hips, the waist. She's just out here admiring her body and she says, I kind of want to know what she takes. Like, mungu wangu. The song goes viral. Number one on the chart stays there for an entire summer. So much so that Becky and Shannon, they decide to make some merch. It's the t-shirt that Shannon owns that Becky's worn and all her old lovers have worn. And they turn that into merch. And to one-up them, Fletcher decides that she's going to try and order them. They try and cancel her orders. It's all very messy. It's all very public. I love it. And then things die down. So the song is still popular, but all the ish has died down. The sun is shining again. Everything is beautiful. Beautiful. Becky and Shannon head on over to Italy. They're having the time of their lives, taking their little Polaroid pictures, the works. A couple of months go by and Shannon now, present day, about two weeks ago, posts on her Insta stories that she's starting a podcast and people should head on over to look at it. Also, check it out if you have a chance. I don't know what it's called and I'm not here to push for it. And when you go check it out and you look at the info, this is what it reads. Quote, Join Shannon Beveridge each week at her house in her bed for a weekly video podcast to talk about queer relationships and sex with a rotating influential queer guest. The podcast will feature a mix of breakup, sex, and relationship stories from our guest and host, games, and audience-solicited questions and stories. Who better? This is where the drama goes. Who better? Who better to give relationship advice than someone who's going through their third public breakup, right? Way, 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 end quote. I, so that's how she announces that she's broken up with Becky. Now she's on number three. And I was like, wait, okay, you know, Shannon's going to take a minute. Shannon's going to take a beat. And I'm a dumb ass bitch. <laughs> Because Shannon will never actually take a break. She's out there jumping, mid-air scissoring, just grabbing bitches as she goes. Sorry, I'm not supposed to swear in this episode, but this is absolutely insane. Serial monogamists are like, I absolutely cannot understand that. Aren't you tired? How ya choka? For me, even thinking about that is exhausting. So Shannon takes the weekend, of course, to get over Becky. That's unfair. I don't know what's going on in her heart. But she takes a couple of days or a few weeks or whatever it is. The drama hasn't even died down from them breaking up. Becky's being the sweetest because if you look at her Instagram, she's like selling Neutrogena or something like that. Who's spotted at a concert? It's Shannon. What concert is she spotted? A Fletcher concert. After their beef. And what's happening in the picture? They're hugging and holding each other. I could feel the sexual tension from the picture itself. This is a public service announcement. I've dated quite a few creative people, from a musician to a fashion designer. If you want to take any part of our relationship and turn it into something that lasts... Two minutes and 42 seconds, that's purely about how hot you think I am. This is me officially giving you consent. Do it.